Yeah. Okay. Uh, both. Um, two lines, uh, three lines from the bottom. And um, we're, uh, again, we're talking about various people who have Hashem's ear, so to speak. Well, the truth is we all have Hashem's ear, meaning that our treeless work and Hashem answers them, but certain people, uh, it's almost like they, they flick a switch. You know, Hashem, we need the rain, you want it to rain, we need the rain, you know, whatever they dive for. There were certain great, uh, unbelievable Tanoim who knew, you know, knew how to push the right buttons. So, Omer of Yud Omer Rav, B'kol Yom V'Yom, Basko Yotze V'Omer. Two lines from the bottom on 24B. He says... We didn't get that far? Okay. Oh, okay. Then, uh, let's go. Oh, you're right. One second. Um, Reb Hanina Ben Dosa. Yeah, I think that's where Reb Hanina Ben Dosa... Uh, have it also, but work up. Yeah. In the morning, we got the rough up. Right, right in the middle of the uh, large barn. We're not up to the widest part yet. We didn't get rough up. It goes to Tanisa. Okay. We're up to maybe, maybe Rabbi Klai. Okay. All right. Right smack in the middle. Oh, all right. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Um, Nine o'clock. We got down the way you were. Rev Papa Gozer Tanisa. It's um, about ten lines down in the middle. We must have gotten that far because otherwise it would have been in the middle. Okay. How 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 far down is that? Where's an airplane? It's a symbol on the left that divides the two, the color order from the other. It's uh, one, two, it's four lines up before the white part. Exactly. Wow, okay. Looks like an airplane thing. You're saying you... I'm pretty sure we got further than that, but... Yeah, we're having, we're having different opinions here about the... Uh, yeah, I... I um, We'll start from Rav Papa. Um, that's the, uh, the um, if you remember, the, the previous Gemara was talking about um, uh, when they whipped the uh, uh, Rava and his Beisdin, uh gave lashes. That's one of the penalties. And for a person that had relations with a non-Jewish woman, and, uh, and he died. It wasn't supposed to happen, but sometimes it happens. And the king wasn't happy about that. If you remember, the king's mother said, don't mess with the Jews because... Uh, they have Hashem's ear. Whenever they pray, Hashem listens. And he says, well, what do they do? And he said, well, if they need rain, they just ask Hashem for rain, and he makes it rain. And he said, well, that's no big deal. In the rainy season, it's very easy to ask for rain, and you get the rain. And so he asked for rain in the summer season. And then, if you remember, uh, they, he had a dream where his father said that you asked for rain when it wasn't the proper time. You're not supposed to bother Hashem for things that are in Shalok Hateva. We had that a little bit before, uh, with the rabbi and um, uh, his son who made the, de- the fruits come out of the trees earlier. It seems like it's reasonable to pray for natural things, but to pray for things that are not that uh, within teva, which are not within the norm, uh, it's, uh, it's like a stretch, so to say. It uses up your merits. And so he was told to change his place of lodging, and the next morning they found the knives in the bed. So that was that last... A uh, little piece. 
What? Oh, okay. So that was that last little piece yesterday. So the question was, who put the knives there? Was it the <coughs> demons? Um, and again, I, the, those that learn that there's no such thing as demons, it, it, demons is just another word for the mafia. It's just another word for the, uh, the forces that be. You know, they uh, put the knives in the beds. Uh, okay. Rev Papa goes to Tanisa. Uh, we're right in the middle of the page 24b. Rev Papa made it fast. That means that it didn't work. Aloase Mitra didn't work. Chalesh Liba. But what happened was that during the fast, his heart got weak. He was an elderly scholar, and it was hard to fast. So, Saref Pinka Dedisha, he had to break his fast, and he had a little bit of daisa. He had to have a little bit of, of uh, cream of wheat. That's the, uh, needed a little bit of energy. Uboy Rachme, and then they davened, and guess what? Veloase Mitra, he didn't eat his Wheaties. Didn't work. The rain didn't come. That was a saying in the old days. Like if you, if you didn't uh, succeed, didn't hit a home run, it was because you didn't eat your Wheaties. That was the, uh, the commercial. So he, he only had a little bit of Wheaties. He had a little bit of Daisa, and it didn't do the trick. So Omer Rev Nachman, Rev Nachman, uh, I think he was kidding him a little bit. Bar Ushmiza, he said, he was like his uh, a colleague. He said, Isorif Mar Pincha Achrita de Daisa, he said, maybe if you would have eaten some more, eaten your Wheaties, then you would have brought the rain. Maybe you should have eaten some more, uh, had some more dices, some more of that porridge. Uh, Ixif, he got embarrassed. Vakolish daita. And uh, that's exactly what Hashem was waiting for, Mitra, and then he brought the rain. Uh, sometimes, uh, we, the, the theme, the overall theme is, as long as we all have a little bit of arrogance, um, that's, uh, then it's difficult. We have to, a person needs to really humble oneself or really feel uh, that, uh, uh, really that they're in Hashem's hands. And then um, uh, when that happens, sometimes that itself is what brings the rain. They, they bring that, um, sometimes if you can get a bracha from somebody that's been humiliated and didn't answer, somebody that's hit rock bottom, that has total acceptance of Hashem, um, when a person gets arrogant, he starts to think, well, I don't need Hashem, so I can handle this myself. And so there, there's, there's a certain quality of like where a person like feels bad and realizes, what am I? Uh, and you see a reference to that in a lot of our davening. Again, of, of, uh, so I would just say that there was such a thing called Musr. Musr strove to make people better. And there were different strategies in Musr. There was one strategy that was called Shiftless Adam realizing how little you are. And then there was another strategy called godless to Adam, realizing how great you are, how amazing. How could you sin? You're amazing. The other one is, you good for nothing. You are a worm. You're, you're, you know, you're dirt. You're ashes. You know, who are you? You know, it's uh, um, so the, uh, by the time I would tell you stories. But at any rate, there, there are different philosophies about how, they, how, how to work. So this would go with the shiftless Adam. Like, what, what are we? Like, you know, we, we, we call for rain, and, you know, and, and, and uh, it, it doesn't work. Uh, so, uh, but at any rate, that's the that's that piece. Now we begin the next piece of Gemara, Rebchanina Bendosa. The great Rebchanina Bendosa, Havikaazabu'urcha. And we've told you before that whenever it says that they're going on a way, that's a, uh, it's a agadita, a buzzword that means that they were doing some of the Kabbalistic highways. There's like hi- highways in mysticism. So he was going on the way, Asimitra, and it rained. Master of the world. It rains means that things weren't going easy. Things, it, it was raining on his parade. 
So he said, He said, how come the whole world has such an easy time? And I, out of all people, have trouble. But Hanina, but Tsar. Me, Hanina, I'm in trouble. How, how come you're giving me a hard time, Hashem? So, Pasuk Mitra. He stopped raining Kimasul Abesa when he, he got to his goal. Omer Lafan Rabbanisham Kol Omkul Bitsar. And he re- realized, you know, everybody has troubles in life, everybody has challenges. But Hanina, Benachas, and I'm going to have things easy. So, Asi Mitra. Then it came to, and then the rain started. We're going to see that in life you have people praying for opposites. This sometimes happens in shul where you're too hot and you go over to the gabai and you say, put on the air conditioning. And someone else is too cold and they tell the gabai, you know, turn off the air conditioning. So the question is, whose davening is going to work better, right? So the Kohen Gadol has this problem that Klai Yisrael, you have some people in one shul davening for something to happen, and in another shul they're davening the opposite should happen, right? Our team should win, our team should win, right? So the problem is the people that have to travel, they're going to be davening that it be dry. And they're, they might daven very well. Hashem, I really need to travel, I need to earn a living. You better not make it rain. It's going to be awful if it rains. And then his next-door neighbor, the farmer, is saying, please, Hashem, the crop's going to turn out right. I need some more water. So, Hashem, we never know whose prayers are more powerful. So the Kohen Gadol actually has a prayer where he says that we have to look at the nation of Klau Yisrael. You have to go with the majority. The majority need a good rain, even though the travelers would prefer that it doesn't rain. Um, so... Um, so, uh, and he davened this prayer before he went into the Holy of Holies. Well, the whole Klaus was praying. And he basically has to say that you should listen to the prayers that are really good for us, even though some of the people that are praying for themselves, for their own needs, are strong prayers. My Matzi, what would he pray? Ravan Bar Adar, Ravan Bar Adar, the Omri Chavai, Mishmedro, Yudi, Yiratzimofanach Hashem, Sheteyashana, Hazu Geshum, Avishachuna. May it be your will that this year be a, a nice, rainy, and warm year. Shkuna, what do you mean warm? Who wants warm? So Adarabah, Gerusa, it's not good. Ella, what he meant to say is this. I, got, I, I, can't, I can't tell you how to make weather for the coming year. That's not my business. You know, that, Claudius Roll can't, we can't put our order in. How would you like the weather to be this year? If for whatever reason you decide it needs to be a, a warm year, at least offset it with Tehegeshuma. Rain is something that we can control. So at least make it wet, umalu. But that's the first part of his prayer. But the second part is, Don't listen to the prayers of those people that are traveling. Even though they might have better prayers, uh, don't listen to them and listen to what the Tzibor needs, which is a rainy year. Um, and he said, there's another part of the prayer, the Kohen Gadol added before the Holy of Holies, he said, He said, we should uh, not have leaders from Klau Yisrael from besides the tribe of Yehuda, from David HaMelech. That's, uh, um, the interesting thing was, the Chashmonoim goofed with this, and it was disastrous, with awful. The great holy Chashmonoim from Hanukkah, they felt that they were the... Uh, at that time, Hashem appointed them leaders to win the battle, and they were the only ones who could do it. And yet, when the war was over, they should have turned it over to Yehuda. And the problem is, once somebody's in power, it's very difficult to turn over that power. That's why uh, there's a modern invention called term limits. 
which uh, many, many countries in their wisdom seek to do it. And then when the, somebody gets in power, he then um, he pushes off the term limits. I think Putin had term limits too. You know, it's uh, very good, you know. But uh, the, uh, uh, so uh, the problem, though, is that Klai Yisrael suffers if we would have other leadership than Yehuda. So he davened that it shouldn't go from Yehuda. Um, that was one part of his tefillah. And we shouldn't have to ask one from another or from anybody else. Basically, we should get our panasa from Hashem. We shouldn't have to... You could learn it not to get... You know, it's the worst thing when somebody wants, needs their parnasa from you. You know, somebody, your fellow Jew wants a favor, you know, needs something and he's got to charge you. You know, it shouldn't have to be that way. He should be able to do you a favor and not have to get parnasa from you. You could read it like that too. Okay, Om Rabbi Yudah, Om Arav. Bekol yom v'yom baskol yotze v'om v'kol om kulu. It's the whole subject how baskols work, especially if, if you don't hear the baskols. But the fact that you know it exists he says, every single day there's a voice that goes out in the world and says, <coughs> The whole world exists because of the merit of one person. One Hanina, my son. The whole world is fed. All the, all the wealthy people, all the wealth and the sustenance comes to the world because of him. The Hanina, and Hanina himself, all he gets is a little bit of carob from one week to the next. Kerub apparently is, uh, we had, you know, Rav Shimon Bar Yochai in the cave. That's what he existed off of. You know, it's uh, somebody who exists on very little is somebody who exists on Kerub. If you've ever had old Buxer, then you would know. That. That's very, you know, chewing on the Kerub, like, okay. Have a regular debisa lamechim tenura kol maldishapsa. Now, there's a mitzvah to bake bread in honor of the Shabbos and, and cook food in honor of the Shabbos. And um, uh, they did not want to discourage people to think that uh, holy people didn't do things in honor of the Shabbos. But they were unique in the fact that they didn't have bread. They were poor. So his wife would light up the oven in order that it should look like they're preparing for Shabbos. So the bottom line, um, let's read the words again. Uh, now, by the way, you talk about the greatness of Rechanina, that he lived on a little bit of carob. You have to talk about the greatness of his wife, that she had a household where all they had to eat was carob. So, at any rate, so every Friday, she used to light up Lamecham Tamur. She lit up the oven. Every Friday, and she would put in there something smoky. Rashi, Akhtarasa, that's from Urkhatoris. Dabur Shemala Ashen, Kikita Akhtarasa. She put in there some sticks or something to make it look like they were baking bread. So, Mishum uh, Kisufa. And it says that she was embarrassed in front of her neighbors, not to everybody else was. Rashi, top line. Mishum Kisufa. Because of embarrassment, Shayushkin Usel, Ophis Isel, all the neighbors were baking bread. He ain't a clue. She had nothing to do on Friday, no food to prepare. So because of that, she would just uh, keep busy. She'd throw something in the oven to make smoke. There was this bad neighbor. By the way, it implies there's always a bad neighbor. <laughs> there was the bad neighbor. There's always that one, okay? Omra, she said, I know that you have nothing in the house. My coolie high. Why is this one pretending? At least she had her dignity. She could pretend. So this neighbor didn't want to let her pretend. So she, you know what she did? 
she uh, waited until the, the oven was uh, uh, lit, and then she knocks on the door so that like, she could go in the house and see what's in the oven. So uh, now the wife of Hanina, Rebbe Hanina Mendoza, was embarrassed because she was going to be discovered that she was doing a fake, that she really didn't have bread. So Andronia. So she went into the back room because she didn't want to, want to have to face the neighbor and the neighbor would say, I see you have no bread. Why are you, put, why are you putting smoke in the oven? It's a miracle happened. When the neighbor came in, the oven was full of bread, miracle bread. Uh, now, the problem is, how do you get bread if you had no dough? So Hashem helped her make, he, there was dough in the, in the dough pot. <laughs> so like Hashem made the miracle bread, but he also made dough in the dough pot so she wouldn't be embarrassed. So the neighbor who knocked on the door, she said, Plonisa, Plonisa, Mrs. Plony, I see... Masi, you better quick, your bread's going to burn. I was just being a helpful neighbor to let you know your bread was ready. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, okay, that, that was this bad neighbor. So, Omerle, she said, well, where do you think I went to the back room for? I was looking for the breadstick. They used to have, the bread was like attached to the walls of the oven, and they used to have like a stick that would loosen it, that would go all around. And so, that was the story. So the only question is, was she lying? When she said, I was going there for the breadstick, she knew she didn't have bread. <coughs> so Tani Afi Lahabi she did go in the back to get the breadstick. Because they lived off miracles. This was common for them. She knew that Hashem wouldn't embarrass her and that they'd get, uh, they would have miracle bread. Okay. Next, next story. So the wife at one time said to Hanina, you know, life is really rough not having any food. How long is this going to go on? How long is it going to be difficult? How, how much do we have to suffer without any, any money? So Omar, my nevad. So he said back to her, what do you want me to do? What, what should I do? You, you know, husband always has to have the answers. She turned around and said, well, what do you think we should do? So boy, Rachme. So she said, Davin, the nitvalok midi. I know you, you Davin, and Hashem answers you. So... At, tell Hashem to give us some money. Okay. Boy, And they see like a hand come down from heaven. And the hand brings, gives them a golden leg. Gives them a golden table leg. That night, uh, or they had a dream. And they had a dream of Gan Eden. All the righteous were sitting there and eating on gold tables. And all the tables had three legs. And now they're eating on a table of two legs. Tables of two legs don't hold up very well. So basically the, the idea was they got a gold leg that could bring in a lot of money, but it meant in the future they would be uh, on a broken table. So Umrle, there's some of the questions of the correct version. It's a question, did he say it to her or did she say it to him? Who's leading the discussion? So um, he, he's, uh, he said, are, are we going to be happy eating on a broken table? Everyone's eating on a full table. So, um, uh, so she said to her husband, so now the problem is they got the gold leg. Uh, usually there's no backsies. In other words, you can't, uh, you can't undo. When you ask Hashem for something, you can't give it back. 
how do you give it, you know, the hand puts it down, doesn't bring, Omar, my nevid. So she said, boy, drach me daven to nishkla, that should take it back. So this, by the way, we had before, that sometimes you daven for something thinking it'll be better, and then you have to daven that, that it should go back to where you were, because the, 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 the sense is that Hashem knows what's good for us, and that really often that what this, whatever it is that we're, uh, that's happening is for the best. So, boy, rachme, they daven vishoklu, and the hand came down and took it back. The second miracle that it took it back was greater than the first. The Gemiri Yoyev. We have a rule. Sometimes you could get Mishko Lo Shako, but they, there's no backseat. Okay. Chad Shimshi, another story. One one uh, one day, um, the one Friday afternoon, it was right before sunset. Chazila Barta Dahaviyativa. She saw her daughter look depressed. Amalei Biti, my daughter, Lamayativis. Why do you look sad? Shabbos is coming. Amalei Kol Klishali Shalchamit Nischalkli Beklishoshuman. You remember you told me to get the uh, the oil for the lighter. Well, I I grabbed the long the wrong jug. I was supposed to get a jug of oil, and I grabbed a jug of vinegar. Vinegar doesn't burn very well, but has lakti menu or le Shabbos, and I put that in the Shabbos lights. And now it's Shabbos, and we're not, basically, we're not going to have light for Shabbos. It's going to go out any minute. So, Amr la biti ma'ichvaslan. He said, my daughter, what's the difference? Mish Amr l'shem v'yadlik, the same one who says that oil could burn, who yomr l'chamet v'yadlik. He can, Hashem can make, a, uh, can make vinegar burn also. Tani hu dolik v'holik kol yom kula ach. Not only did it burn, it burned the entire Shabbos. Ach yom men or l'avdala. They were, it was still burning for avdala. That was the miracle that uh, they, they talk about this really part of the Hanukkah also that what was the miracle of the first jug was that really the fact that anything burns is a miracle you know we think that uh, uh, so that uh, there's nothing that's not within Hashem's reach next he had lots of goats this was later you know the Gemara asked that question if they were poor how could they have goats so so the neighbors complained uh, they said that these goats are causing trouble. Amri Kamafsa Nekodubi. He said it's not true. They were very conscientious and made sure their goats didn't bother anybody. And he said, Well, he swore, he said, if my goats are the problem, they should be eaten by the doobies. The doobie brothers, the bears. The doobie's a bear in Hebrew. He said they should be eaten by the doobies. The Elo Khad Bakhad and if I if they're not causing trouble, tasty Laurta Duba Bakarna. Tomorrow the uh, the bears should be on the horns of the goat. They should bring in the bears on the horns of the goat. Laurta, the next day, Isaac, every single goat of his brought a bear, Duba, the Karna, on its horns. I don't know what's going on with that, but uh, basically he was not guilty of uh, being negligent with his property. Havilahushavisa. Again, he had another neighbor. Dekai Bonabesa. This was not a bad neighbor, this was just a different neighbor. Was building their house for Lomati Kishuri, and uh, they didn't have an architect, and so the beams were short. Uh, it didn't, and this is a big problem when you build the whole house and then you discover, whoops, it doesn't quite, uh, the beams didn't reach where they needed to reach. So, uh, so how do you solve that problem? So they went, she went in front of her neighbor of Kanina, Amrle Benisa Bias. I built the house below Kamtik Shuri, but my, uh, my beams are too short. Omele, he said to her, Masha Mecho, what's your name? Omele, oh, my name's Ibu, Iku. 
Omar Iku Nipchik Shurecha. He said, Iku, your beam should should reach. Tani, we learned Hagia Achiyotza Amalek. Not only did they reach, they hung out, they, they extended an Amma on each side. Yesh Omen Snifin Osa, or they built an extension. Tani, now, in case you're skeptical, there was a sage called Plimil. He said, Plimo says, I need Isi Osa Abayas. I saw that house. It became a tourist attraction, that house. And the beams extended on both sides. This is the house that was built by Rilchanina with his prayers. That was the, uh, um, sometimes things, people make plans and they're not quite adequate. And that's really what, in other words, they don't reach, they don't make it. So they went, so what should we do? It didn't, it, we didn't plan enough. So he davened that the plan should extend. It got an extension. Rechanina ben Dosa. So the Morris says, Rechanina ben Dosa, Mehekan Hayaloizim, how did he have goats? Vai uh, Ani, I thought he was poor. But oh, I mean, if they didn't have enough food to put for Shabbos, how did they have goats? But oh, Namur Chachamim, God Mehemet Dachber Tisrael. The righteous people should not be in the goat business in Eretz Yisrael. The goats are, uh, they tend to ca- cause trouble to neighbors. They eat their food, they get into their stuff. It's very difficult. Uh, in to uh, keep them uh, in the cities to have goats and not cause harm. So Omar Repinkus, Maisev of the Adamechad al Pisco Beso. He said, This is the rest of the story. It once happened, somebody passed by the house, Veniak Shem Tarni Golan, and uh, he was holding a chicken, and he put the chicken down, Umatsa Ishtar Shem Rechanina Bendosa, and Rechanina Bendosa's wife found that lost object. You know, it's, sometimes a lost object is a pain in the neck. I mean, if you find somebody's dog, let's say, or they're, uh, and you know that they're missing this dog. So, and you want to return it to them. And you know that if you let the dog go now, it's going to hurt itself or get, so what do you got to do if you want to be a tzaddik and you have the time, you have to take care of the dog. You got to bring it in your house. You got to feed it. You got, that's a lot of work for a mitzvah, right? That's a lot of, uh, I mean, again, I don't know. I'm not a dog owner, but uh, I mean, it could be the dog will go back home if you let it go. So, but if you determine somehow that, the, the, that you need to take care of their lost animal, so then you, you know, it becomes a big tircha. So she finds this lost chicken. So for Omele, um, so she brings the chicken in the house and says, well, we, you know, let's watch over it. Maybe we'll get to return it. To, we'll get the mitzvah of returning it to the owner. I just had a, um, the, uh, last week I spent, it was last Shabbos. Was it last? No, two Shabbos ago. And I left my talus in another city. And uh, today, somebody just returned it to me. I didn't, don't know how they got it to them. And I did, you know, somebody knew somebody coming to Atlanta, and they, they did the mitzvah, right? That's the, that's the uh, so I, you know, I hadn't expected it to come back that way. But anyway, so, um, the, so what she was going to do is she was going to keep the chicken, and at least I'll have eggs for breakfast. So the husband, Rechanina, said, don't eat the eggs. They're, they don't belong to us. And so then there were lots of eggs that they weren't eating the eggs. So you know what? They were turning into chickens. They were taking over the house. So they decided, all right, let's get rid of these chickens. Let's sell them and buy goats. So that same person passed by. He said, this was the place where I remember leaving my chicken. So Shama Rebchanina, Rebchanina heard, he says, I got it. I found your chicken. Tell me what he looked like. She looked like. Describe her to me. Yesh Rem Simon. He says, yeah, she looked like such and such. She said, bingo, you got the simon. Here's your simon. 
These are your goats. And these were the goats that brought the bears on their horns. That was the end of the story. Okay. Relazer ben Pedas, another great rabbi. Relazer ben Pedas, he was very poor. He had surgery and he couldn't, he didn't even have food to eat after surgery. You know, when you give blood, the Red Cross gives you cookies afterwards, you know, because you're supposed to eat something apparently after you, after you let blood. But he was so poor, he had nothing to eat. Shako beer de tuma. So he took a little piece of garlic to chew on. That's all he had. Vishadi bapuma, he put it in his mouth. Cholish liba, he was very faint after that surgery. Vinas, and he went and he slept. So again, there's something going on here. Why, you know, why couldn't he just sleep and get this dream? Why does he get the dream after he has the <coughs> surgery? Um, the simple of it is, is that he, he had a very difficult life. If a person is so poor, they can't afford to eat after surgery. The rabbis went to check on him. They see him dreaming. And they saw he was crying in his dream, and laughing in the dream. And there's like a light shines on his forehead. Uh, a, uh, this word tzutzitzna means like a string. A string dangles on his forehead. So Ki'itr, he woke up. So uh, the rabbi said, we got to hear this dream. <laughs> it was an amazing dream. He's, he's laughing, he's chuckling. I just imagine if you see like, you know, the elderly sage is like, he, you know, what was the joke? You know, he's laughing away. And then a few minutes later, right, he cried also, he's crying. So he says, why were you, uh, what was going <coughs> So why were you crying and laughing? So Amr Lei, Davi Yosif, Imi HaKadosh Baruch I was sitting there with the Almighty. And I said, oh, I have Hashem here. I said, Hashem, how long am I going to have a tough life? How long is this going to last? So he said, my son, do you want me to uh, uh, recreate the world and start over again? You don't like the way things are going. Is that, you have a complaint. Your situation isn't great. So, do you want me to change the world and start over again? Maybe you'll live at a time, uh, you'll, you'll be, um, come back at a time where you'll be food. So, Hashem said, maybe. So, he said, it's not worth starting all over again if it's only a maybe. So, he said, uh, would you like to live longer or would you, um, I'm sorry, he asked Hashem. He, he said Hashem, uh, again, Hashem made him the offer. So again, he's finding out, the, he, he's getting more information. So the first question he had was, well, Hashem said to him that, uh, do you want me to start over again and maybe it'll be better. So he said, first of all, you're going to have to start over the whole creation and it's only maybe. And then he said, have I lived most of my life? Oh, or will... Am I at mid-age, or am I going to live more later? You live most of your life. He said, if I've already made it this far, uh, then that's fine. Let's just leave things the way they are. So Hashem said, you're such a tzaddik, and you said that I'm not going to ask for more. So in the world to come, I'm going to give you 13 balsam rivers. Well, some rivers were considered enjoyable. That was like the ultimate. You'll be very rich over there. So, the Kian, the Kipris, the Diglis, these are like, uh, um, they take those words out, the Kipris, the Diglis. The Mayanis Bahu. So, you're going to have those 13 rivers in the world to come of balsam. Amla Kameh, Hai, Visulo. He said, that's it. 
<laughs> That's the, uh, yeah, he had to, I mean, had to, so he thought he'd get more. So, he says, I've got to leave over something for everybody else. You know, what am I going to give all them? He said, uh, I meant from people, uh, I don't want to take from those that are supposed to get, but what about to take from those that didn't arrive? They're, they're, they're world to come, everybody's invited. Everybody has a share in the world to come. It's like when you go to a wedding and they have all the place cards and you see half of them are still there. So that means you get extra dessert, right? That's, <laughs> there's, there's plenty of people that didn't show up, right? So he's saying that that's what I want. Um, so he, would, he t- said to Hashem, can't you give me more from all the, the people that, that lost their share in the world to come and give me theirs without taking away from the others? So Mechiam Basklita Apusya. So Hashem gave me a whack uh, with his finger on my forehead. For Amrli, Alazabri Gary Buck Gary Buck. And he said, Alaza, my son, an arrow to you, an arrow to you. So um, that's the um, uh, so that was the, the laugh and the cry that he was doing, and that was the shine. Um, there is a Rashi. It's not that we'll easily understand this, you know, conversation with the Almighty. Rashi, Igrabak, Giri, Kloma, Hekisi, Bechitsi, Lechadva. I give you a, a lash with my arrow for joy. Be'alma, Omer came. Lechadva, Be'alma. It's like Hashem gave him a pat on the back. You know, Elazar, my son. Okay, good for you. Okay, back to Gemara. There are great explanations. There are people that, that give whole classes and say whole drushes on these Gemaras. Uh, once you've seen them, you keep your eyes open and you'll see people, people explain them. You know, there, there are a lot of different commentaries. Or you could come up with a chat yourself. This is a gadata, so it's a free, free to try to decipher it. He made it rain. He made it tinnest and it didn't rain. What do you mean? Your colleague, Rishua bin Levi, when he made it tinnest, it rained. Don't compare us to. I'm, I'm me and he's him. You know what? Invite him over, and maybe the two of you, Tibura Levayu. Maybe between the two of you, you can break the heart of the community Asimitra, Baon Rachme. Maybe the two of you can, your Tfilas can bring everybody to Chuva. And um, this, by the way, gives us an idea. How does it work that it's Tzadik Davins and it rains? The idea is that the Tzadik Davins and it causes, it helps people do Teshuva. And then it helps people to chew, and then it rains. So, um, and it didn't rain. So they said, instead of the Tibur doing chuva, would you be happy if we bring rain just in our merits? They said, we'll take it any way it comes. The communities decided. He said, sky, sky, uh, cover your face. Uh, in other words, bring clouds. It didn't cover. What a chutzpah sky it is. We told them to bring out the clouds and they ain't listening. So iskasi. Then the, the sky, when it didn't call chutzpah it covered themselves with asimitra and it rained. So that's the idea that that came in the schus of the tzaddikim. Really, it should come in the schus of the tzibor. Levi goes to Nisa. Levi made of the asimitra didn't rain from Abonu Shalom. Alisa v'yishavta mora v'enatam rachim avanecha. Hashem, what's the matter with you? Why don't you take pity on your children? We're starving. Uh, Sumitra reigned the Itla and he and he became limp. You don't talk to Hashem that way. Um, you never talk to Hashem Chutzpadik. 
Adam Gadol, there was a great man at Tuik Dorm Kafe Mala. He stuck Chutzpahdik to Hashem. He became lame. Who is that Levi? The Gemara said, that's why the Levi, the famous Levi, was lame. But Levi, Akhvekida, don't you remember? He was the one who did the acrobatics. He tried to show the way of prostrating your face on the floor and then picking yourself up and without uh, the aid of a chair or something. And he remembers something split when he did it. It was like, whoops, he broke something. So, that's what did it. There, there was that together with this. Uh, that he talked chutzpedik to Hashem. Rechia, the son of Ulaina, Shama, Lahana Kanani. He could hear the clouds talking. He, he sees the clouds and he says, Good, Hashem's going to bring the clouds for Klau Yisrael. And he listens to the clouds. He gets a weather report and the clouds are headed for Ammon and Moab. They're headed for the Palestinians. So, he says, Hashem, when you gave the Torah, you went to those other nations. They didn't want the Torah. And now, you're giving rain to them and not to us. Stay over here. And the, the, the clouds stopped and they rained over here. There's a Pasuk, that a Tzadik is like a cedar tree and is like a date palm. <coughs> so, if you're going to say he's a date palm, why is he a cedar? If he's a cedar, why is he a date palm? If he said a date palm, we're going to say that a Tzadik has both qualities of both trees. If we only said uh, the date palm, my tamar, just like the date palm, as we turn the page, and Gezumachlif. Once the tree uh, breaks, it doesn't rejuvenate from the same spot. Some trees, you cut them and they'll grow out, they'll grow out of that spot. Some trees won't. Mm-hmm. So, they can't reproduce themselves. <clears throat> so that's why it compares them to a tree that they're able to regrow. Um, Rashi says here, let's see Rashi what it means to rejuvenate. <laughs> he says he won't come back. You know, this idea of Mason is that we, that we, we the dead come back again. So the tzaddik has to be that he's going to be Tchiasa Mason. That's why it says Eris. Ela, never Eris. If it said, seed of a low never Tamar, you see, my Eris, they know Seperis. There's no fruit on a cedar. Av tzaddik has to show me, so maybe a tzaddik doesn't do fruit. Okay, never Tamar, therefore he has both. And never Eris. Eris, Gezo Makhlef. Is it true that cedar trees rejuvenate? Matanya, didn't we learn the following? If you buy a tree from your friend, and you, you buy it to cut it off, so you have to cut it off in such a way that the tree can grow back. So you go a fist up the coatest. Now, if it's a sycamore tree, you need two tzvachim. If it's a brand new, a sycamore, then you need three tzvachim. If these are reeds or grapevines, you have to cut it from the knot. But the kolim barazim, if it's if it's in cedar trees and rosin, chofer lamata, those you can even dig out the roots, lefisha, because anyways they won't grow back. So you see that that these trees don't grow back. So the more I said, help my skin be sure. There's different kinds of cedars. So in Lush, we had this before that in English we have only one kind of tree we call cedar. In Lushna Kodesh, there's like a whole bunch of trees that are in the cedar family. So some of them will regrow, some don't. He says ten kinds of cedars. The myrtle is one of the uh, is is considered in that family. Okay. He went through all thirteen tinas and it didn't work. Um, and the last day, 
the people were getting ready to leave Shul after 13 fasts. He said, well, I guess you should get your shrouds. You know, it was no, no rain. Everybody's going to starve to death. Start digging. Start digging. <laughs> so, that's So, everybody started crying. Then it rained. Because the gates of tears are always... Uh, Shuv, another story of Elazar, he, he davened, led the tea boy, he said the 24 brachas will onan, it didn't work. So, your Rebbe Kiva Akrov, Rebbe Kiva took the podium, he went up there, Amr Avinu Makenu, that's why we say Avinu Makenu, it's, so, it's such a powerful prayer. Ain Lanu Melaka, you're only king of Avinu Makenu, Lamanka Rachem Aleinu, their version, they only had two in their version, um, it got lengthened over time. Every generation added a few of Vina Malkanus there. You all know the famous question, how many Vina Malkanus are there? there? Well, there's only one Hashem, right? That's the trick question. So, um, uh, but uh, so, but it, uh, it originally was only two, and it worked. So, having Moran Rabbanit, the rabbis were saying, well, you know, maybe Rebbe Kiva is better than you, Rebbe Lanzer, because you davened your heart out 24 brachas, and nothing happened. And Rebbe Kiva davened, and look what happened. It's not because he's greater. He had this quality that he's forgiving. When you have that quality, when you're Mavra Abidosov, so then Hashem listens to your prayers. Rebbe Lezim was very great, but he didn't have, he wasn't, ain't a Mavra Abidosov, he wasn't so forgiving. He was very, very strong. When, if it starts raining, do you stop the fast? How much rain, in other words, what if it rains a drizzle? Do you stop fasting or not? So the Gemara answered, If it's enough that you feel the moisture where the plow reaches, then you stop fasting. If the ground is dry, it has to be a tefak. If it's worked ground, it has to be where the rain will go even deeper. The water has to go three tefakim. That's the minimum rain needed to say that the famine's ended, uh, that there'll at least be the crops will take. He says, if, the, if there's a water, a tefak up high, there'll be three tefakim of water underneath. In other words, when there's rain above, there's also water underneath. <coughs> we said two tefak, not three. It depends on whether the ground is worked. If it's not worked, it doesn't go in so deep. When we when we pour the water in the nisachamayim on the chag, tom over the chaveiro, the underneath waters say to their buddies, There's this concept that there's the upper waters and the lower waters, and by the way, it's also symbolic that there's the the lights that come from above and the Torah that comes from below. There's always an above below. There's a famous discussion of uh, does does do we have to do tshuva down here to get Hashem to bring down the the tshuva from above? Yeah. Does it start from above? Does it start from below? All throughout, you have this above below these two concepts. So Kolshne Reim, he says, I hear two voices of friends. Shenemer Tom El Tom. The the depth says to the depth. Basically, you need the underneath waters as well. You need the rain, but you need the moisture that comes from the aquifer as well. He said, I saw the radio. I heard on the radio, the, the, the radio, or the radaya, is the name of the angel of rain. And he says, it looked like a cow pierces with, with lips. And this, 
this radio waves are in between the upper hemisphere and the lower hemisphere. Uh, basically, there's, there, in order to bring rain, you need the lower waters and the higher waters together. But he said he saw a vision of that angel. I don't know what the symbolism is of the cow. And this angel commands that the depths give forth the waters of the lower waters. He give forth the waters. Now we finally get back to the halachas. We said that if it rained in the morning before this fast started, you don't have to fast. He says if it rains before sunrise, then you don't need to finish the fast. If it rains after sunrise, you better finish the fast. No, it's by midday. If it rains before midday, you don't have to finish the fast. If you fasted half a day already, uh, you finish. Yossi says you go by nine hours of the day. If it rains before nine hours, then you don't have to finish the fast. Where did you get nine hours for? You find that Achav, the king of Israel, he was a wicked king, by the way, and the fasting even helped him. He was married to Izavel, Jezebel. It says that he was humbled. Um, his big meal was the ninth hour. That was like his supper meal or his midday meal. He made a fast and it rained after sunrise. He thought maybe we should finish it. We learned that no, as long as it, it rains before midday, you don't got to finish it. Shmuel Akatan goes to Tanisa, he made a fast, and it started raining before sunrise. That's a great sign. Wow. All we got to do is declare a fast, and it starts raining even before the sunrise. He said, not so fast. He said, I'll tell you, a servant needs something from his master. So the master says, give it to him so I don't have to hear his request. So actually, that's not such a good sign. Hashem didn't want to even hear you ask for it. He said, give him the rain. I don't, oh, I don't want to bother with their fasting. Shu, Shmulakat, goes that he made a fast, and it rained. And this time it rained after sunrise. So the people said, oh, that must surely be because we got to make our request. We thought first thing in the morning, give rain and it rains. He said, wow, we're amazing. So Omelaham Shmuel says, not so fast. That's the alam. I'll tell you what it's the mashal. And a servant wants something from his master. I'm going to wait till you're hungry and then I'm going to give it to you. So Hashem like waited until we, were, we, had, to fa- we had to bring a fast till we got it. Um, so then, according to Shmuel Akat, he's never happy, right? He's not happy if it, if it rains early. He's not happy. So Shmuel Akat, when is it good? So Omar, Mashi Varuach, he says, if when they daven, and they, the chazan says, bring the wind, and then all of a sudden you hear the wind. Omar, and you hear the rain, and then it starts raining immediately, that's a good sign. Okay, we will stop here.